And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Late night Midnight on the interstate I didn't feel so great Until I saw the city Welcome back to Straight from the Source with Michael Russo. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Coming to you from Trier Rink today, Locker Room 5, where I'm about to sit down with Kalen Addison. Very looking forward uh, to that podcast. Uh, Kalen, off to an outstanding start this season, uh, has done wonders with the Wilds' power play. And uh, will be a great guest. Wait till you hear how good a quote he is. He's somebody that the beat writers are starting to take advantage of. Uh, I mean, he is uh, the one thing, if you listen to him, he is a confident kid and he plays that way on the ice. And obviously off to a great start this season as uh, technically the Wild are suddenly. How about the Minnesota Wild right now? 5-1-1 in their last seven games. Marc-Andre Fleury 5-0-1 in his last six starts and starting to play much, much better and close out the homestand on Thursday against the Seattle Kraken before taking about four days off and starting a three-game road trip, LA, Anaheim, and Seattle. Joe Smith will be on that trip for the athletic and uh, Joe off to a rock and start here in Minnesota. Just great stories left and right. Went to Iowa last week, watched uh, the wilds game in Montreal with uh, Tim army, uh, a real good game from a coach's perspective to watch. And, and Joe was there to document it all. And then how about this for unbelievable uh, coincidence um, or luck? Um, Joe is interviewing um, Aaron Shaw, Mason Shaw's dad, Yesterday at the Wild game, at the exact moment that Mason Shaw scores his second NHL goal, second in two games, and first one ever at home with his dad watching only the second game in person at the exact time. In fact, the dad turned to Joe and gave him a big high five. So Joe wrote that today. Really great read. Um, So make sure you give um, those a read. Um, Let's talk about the Wild real quick. The injuries are starting to mount. 
Um, Jordan Greenway, who has only played one game, totaling two minutes and 58 seconds, is closing in on returning. He's been practicing, uh, was on the ice this morning at the optional practice. He'll get one practice on Saturday and maybe another one on Monday. Then they'll fly out to California, and the hope is that he could start that road trip in Los Angeles or in the second of a back-to-back and and get him back into the lineup next week. Um, Ryan Hartman is out. What's considered long-term, what that means is always relative. We haven't gotten a full update from the Wild, uh, who are usually pretty tight-lipped when it comes to timelines. But Hartman got into the fight the other day with Jared Tenorti and um, is out long-term. Then uh, Marcus Foligno didn't play the game in Chicago with an undisclosed upper body injury. The hope is, is that he can come on the road trip next week as well. Um, didn't practice today, but Dean Evison said that at least one of the three forwards that are out besides Greenway, the hope is that they can come on the road trip. Now, is that Felino that he's talking about or is that Brandon Duhame? Um, uh, uh, Dean had no idea how Brandon got hurt yesterday. They didn't really show it on TV, but uh, that number 72, whose nickname is Wi-Fi from Montreal, am I even going to try to pronounce that? The guy that went after Rossi last night. There, on the shift that Duhame got hurt on, he went to go check him um, on that shift, and then the camera panned away. So I don't know if something happened on that uh, incident where maybe uh, there was some sort of collision that got Brandon hurt, but Brandon didn't play again after that uh, shift, and and right now he wasn't on the ice today. They're saying it's, quote, not positive, so it doesn't sound positive, Um, but... The Wild um, either are not going to call up a forward or if they call up a forward for tomorrow's game uh, or Thursday's game in Seattle, um, it's going to be for insurance purposes. The Wild are planning on going with 11 forwards and 7D, and it makes total sense in the world because you can load up the ice times knowing that you don't play again until next Tuesday. You can lower uh, load up the ice times, and instead of calling up a forward, maybe play five, six, seven minutes. What you do on the fourth line is you double up Matt Boldy, Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, and Yul Eriksson-Ak and give them shifts throughout the game. It'll be the most fun they get, game they play all year and you'll you'll be able to uh, get uh, real quality ice time for them and extra ice time and then get them the rest that they'll need before the Wild go and play the Kings but really um, uh, makes a lot of sense in my eyes. The Wild doubled up uh, Matt Boldy after Duhame got hurt yesterday. I think Mason Shaw got one shift doubling up. Um, they didn't do Zuccarello and Kaprizov because they doubled him up in Chicago after Hartman got um uh, hurt and Zuccarello and Kaprizov were absolutely gassed in the third period. They just looked so so tired, and I don't think that Everson wanted to do that yesterday. So he only doubled up Boldy and and again Mason Shaw in the one shift. And then I think that we'll see all four of those forwards, including Eric Snack, Boldy, uh, Zuccarello, and Kaprizov, are the four that I'm talking about get doubled up against Seattle. Um, and then uh, for the road trip, they'll obviously have Greenway back. Then depending on the status of either Felino or Duhame, um, decide if they need to call up another forward uh, for the road trip as insurance. Um, but uh, as I mentioned, Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, his uh, being washed up, strongly exaggerated by some of us. I remember one beat writer named Joe Smith wrote that there was a crisis after game two or three, but he might have been told to write that by me. Um, so, uh, um, but uh, uh, man, Flurry 5-0-1 in his last six starts with a 2.26 goals against average and a 9.25 uh, save percentage. So obviously playing really, really well right now. Jared Spurgeon, Jonas Bordian playing their best hockey this season so much better than they were the first uh, week or two of the season. Kirill Kaprizov, eight goals. Matt Boldy scoring every single night now. Um, Eric Zanek playing really well. So they're starting to really get good games up and down their lineup. How about Mason Shaw, though? Comes up from the minors. We all know the story by now. Three ACL surgeries over the years to reconstruct both knees. Um, and here he is. He scores in back-to-back games. His brother 
brought this incredible um, energy. I called him the Tasmanian devil. He just, he just, he's never not at full speed. He's just a pest, um, but not a pest in a negative way. But then when Marco Rossi gets attacked yesterday, he just jumps to that guy's defense. I mean, there is Mason Shaw. You can see why he's the Iowa wild captain. The question is whether he ever gets to Iowa again after he's playing. I, you know, he's the type of player that sometimes you call up and you make it, you make good for what the ice time has given you. And then you never see the minors again. And that could be Mason Shaw. And it'll be one of the biggest success stories in wild history. If that ever happens, because they drafted him in the fourth round to be this type of player. And here he is four or five years later after an incredible amount of adversity. And he's back. Um, he's now in the NHL and looking very much like um, an NHL player. Um, you know, again, a couple goals up in the lineup with Boldy and Erickson Eck yesterday. So not just a fourth line guy, not a bottom six forward, just looks really, really good. But without further ado, here's Kalen Addison. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, as mentioned, uh, happy to be joined by Kalen Addison. Kalen uh, leads all NHL rookies with seven assists, five of those on the power play, which is right up there. Also top of the league overall as players on the power play. And uh, first of all, Kalen, how are you doing? I mean, this is talk about a turnaround for the team since an 0-3 start. Uh, 5-1-1 in your last seven. And just uh, you have to be feeling good about the way that the team is playing right now. Yeah, it's going good. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I mean, yeah, you, you get off to a little bit of a slow start and uh, I think I think it's just about you know staying even keel and and not panicking I mean uh, it's an 82 game season and Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's not going to be perfect ever and and there's a lot of ups and downs and uh, I think our team is is great at you know not panicking and sticking to to what we we know we need to do out there and um, you know, I think we had some tough bounces early on and, and, uh, like I said, we just stuck to it and I think it's paid off and, and it shows in our record lately, especially the power play. I mean, the power play has won you games this year, which last season, again, you weren't here for most of the year, but I mean, the power play, you know, some could say lost you guys games. Um, what, how hard is it for a rookie your age to come into this situation and, and be able to be show the confidence one to show how good you are in the power play, but two, knowing that, you know, that maybe you're you're taking a Jared Spurgeon and suddenly he's on the second unit, dumb is off the power play. Like, does that make it, was there any uncomfortable moments coming in or you can't think like that as a player? Um, I think, yeah, it's, it's a business, it's a game. And, um, look, we're all friends. We're all best buddies. And, um, I I don't think we look at it that way. Um, everyone's happy for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, when, when your teammates and your friends are doing good, doesn't matter how you're doing or whatever, you're always happy for your teammates. And, um, I mean, for me, it was just coming in and, and obviously, uh, they gave me an extremely good opportunity that, um, you know, not a lot of players get. And, and I think it was just about being confident. And, and I think the biggest thing in this league is confidence. I truly do. And, um, I think the more confidence you have, the better you play and, and confidence is endless. I mean, you can take your game to to a whole new level uh, with with levels mm-hmm. of confidence you have and and stuff like that. So I think it's just you know you get you get put out there with with players like that. I mean you know Kirill, Bolds, Zuki, 
Ecker. I mean, the list goes on on our team. It's it's a special group of players, and and I think it's just being confident out there, moving the puck quick, and moving your feet all the time is yeah. is uh, has been the key to success. I, I don't want to uh, jinx you. But I've never seen a power play in my time covering Minnesota that not only scores a lot, but when you don't score, your your one unit is in the offensive zone. It feels like for a minute forty, uh, like <laughs> the second unit barely sees the ice. I mean, how how cool is that? That it just even when you're not scoring, it's like you're getting great looks. You have puck possession, which always seems to be the the issue on the power plays of yesteryear. It's totally right. Um, I mean, I think I think the biggest thing is we're relentless out there. Uh, we move it quick. We get we get shots off, but. I think we we start moving it around super quick and and making plays and it tires the tires the PK out and mm-hmm. then we can you know even if shots get blocked we we can be first on pucks and and win those battles and you see uh, we score a lot of our goals late in power plays and and even if we don't score I think the momentum we gain um, off our power plays has been huge this year and and it drives our team offensively and. Um, yeah, like just like you said, it's just it's it's momentum driven, and and even when we don't score, it's it it gets our team going, and and uh, I think we have a lot of success this year on the power play. So how, uh, this is gonna be the weird question, but how do you get so good on the power play? Like like is this all God given, or how much coaching has come on the way? Because what you do out there, the instincts offensively, um, are really impressive. I mean, just the, the your ability to walk the blue line and create you know lanes and things like that. Uh, I think I think it's just something I've always uh, kind of taken pride of, um, you know, is power play and, and offensive situations and just working on the things that I know, um, you know, could get me far in hockey. And um, you know, I think, you know, there's there's obviously learning through different coaches and seeing situations and watching players and stuff like that. But um, I think it's just just taking pride in it and, and enjoying it and wanting to get better at it. And I think the power play is is obviously a really cool thing. And you know, guys that are good on the power play are, it's, it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to be one of those players and, and for me to be put in this situation and, and, you know, be given this, this opportunity is, is huge for me. And I think it just all comes down to quick puck movement being, you know, just being moving it quick. Mm-hmm. And I think it tires PKs out and, and I think it, it, it just opens up things for everyone else when you move the puck quick. Eric Carlson, who had a hat trick last night, he was somebody that you looked up to a lot, uh, as a kid. Yeah, he was he was probably my favorite player growing up, um, especially his time in Ottawa. Um, I, I loved watching him. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah, and it seems like he's gotten a reinvigoration here. I don't know, like if you watched uh, any of the highlights from last night's game, but no, man, he's scoring. He's scoring in every way now, and has has fifteen points already this season. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. He. Uh, yeah. He's he's extremely smart offensively, yeah. and and. Yeah, honestly, one of the the biggest players that I looked up to growing up and and tried to model my offensive game after, and um, yeah, yeah, I still just try to improve every day. Yeah. Tell me about your like. I feel like we don't know a lot about you off the ice. What like what do you like to do away from the rink? What's it like back home? Uh, what do your parents do? Things like that. Yeah, I just I'm a pretty simple guy. Like just <laughs> hanging out. I think anyone would tell you that. Whether it's by myself or or with some buddies, I you know I like to just kind of be by myself and um, go with the flow a little bit. Um, back home, I like you know I like playing I like playing tennis with my dad or my friends or whatever or pickleball. Uh, I've gotten really big into that, <laughs> and um, yeah, my parents, my dad's a mail carrier, my mom's a, a social worker. She does like child and income assistance, family welfare stuff like that. So um, super easy going, just. 
just going with the flow. Oh. That's pretty much me. Yeah. What um was your big like like holy crap I'm here moment? I don't like. Has it been a, maybe a player that you looked up to that you're like I can't believe I'm on the ice with them? Was it being thrown into the playoffs against Vegas? I, like, what wh- what do you think was the moment? Like, holy man, I've I've made it. I mean, there's this, every day I come to the rink and I'm still thinking, holy, like I'm really here. You know, you look around and you see not only a teammate, but a friend, Marc-Andre Fleury, um, Kirill Zuki. I mean, you, you get to watch these guys and, and be friends with them every day. And that's, that's the coolest thing for me. And um, it's a blessing to, to be able to play in this league and, and be on this team. And um, you know, I think, I think back to my first game in LA a couple of years ago and starting lineup and, you know, I'm paired with Ryan Suter and I look and there's Jonathan Quick, Drew Doughty, Kopitar, Dustin Brown. And I'm like, Amazing. wow, this is, this is crazy. So just little, little moments like that, that kind of stick in your yeah. brain, I think. How much do you, like, we talk about it all the time. Like Bill Guerin and Dean Evison are big on culture here and making you guys feel comfortable that when you come right up from Iowa, that you could feel like you you know, belong, that there's no nerves. And, you know, Bill was talking to me about this in Montreal the other day, and then, like, right on cue, Marco Rossi is going to dinner with with Spurgeon and Zuccarello and Eric Snack. And then you turn the corner with Marcus Foligno and Sam Steele. And it just, it really feels like that is a real thing. Like, you know, years ago, I don't know if we'd see uh, the captain of the team or whoever, and I'm not taking shit, but, like, you know, hang out with the youngest guy on the team. I think that says something. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't here for those times, I guess you could say, but, um, yeah, it's like, everyone's your friend. I mean, you know, you got a day off in Montreal. I'm going out with, uh, Dums, Hartsey, Goose, um, Moose, mm-hmm. Sammy, like it's just whatever guys are friends and, and it doesn't matter who you are. Everyone is, everyone is, is friends and, and everyone's equal. And I think it, it really is, it's really about the culture here. Like mm-hmm. I've really learned that and there are no bad guys here. There are no one selfish. And I think it, it starts from the top. And, and since I came to this organization, I mean, I haven't felt more comfortable in, in a locker room and on a daily mm-hmm. basis uh, yeah. ever than I have here. And, and I think everyone could speak for that. And that's, um, it's a day one thing here is, is culture. We're yeah. going to have good people and, selfless people and and that's carried through and it it seriously it really makes it a lot easier and less stressful yeah. on a day-to-day basis we, we saw your confidence on the road trip i was actually at the game so i didn't see it live but then i saw it on twitter Are you coming out to talk to gorg uh shirtless in either chicago or detroit that says something about your confidence <clears throat> i don't even need a t-shirt yeah i'm uh usually don't have a ton of clothes on i think so <laughs> <laughs> usually rocking the spandex and spandex and shirt usually uh-huh. no shoes even so uh pretty simple guy yeah um you got rid of the everybody's wondering whether why you got rid of the lettuce you got rid of the hair long hair what you just thought it was time yeah too many years of just too much hair and too much time and it just make me so hot i would just be sweating <laughs> like it's just kind of painful i was just i was done with it so i'm just i like the shaved head it's easy uh-huh. yeah can do it myself it's just it's one of those things that's just uh i was just done with the hair yeah. it really was there's a wild fanatic named uh, bryce he lives um, way way north manitoba so north i think he's part of the Cree nation so north that um i think to go anywhere he has to fly um and he says he wants to know, he one he wants to take you fishing but two he wants to know your favorite thing to do at home in manitoba 
My favorite thing would be, I think, just, just enjoying outside, being with my friends, like I said, playing tennis, pickleball, things like that. Um, the lakes are great, you know, enjoying, enjoying the water, the mm -hmm. good weather. Uh, Manitoba is obviously known for that stuff in the summer. So nothing crazy. I, I, I wish I fished. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, but I, I would like to start. Um, I don't know. Just Manitoba is great in the summer. So yeah, just enjoying it. Uh, Zach, uh, from wants to know your favorite thing to do in Minnesota. And do you like Minnesota better than Des Moines? <laughs> Be careful, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You like being um, in Minnesota, I bet, better than Des Moines for obvious reasons. Uh, I absolutely loved the city of Des Moines. I love it. Yeah. Um, I, I could live there. I really could. I love that city. And uh, obviously, Minnesota is, is a beautiful place. I love it here as well. Um, I've been here uh, a couple times in the summer. I'd like to start, you know, spending my time here in the summer. Mm -hmm. Been out on the lakes and... Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful state. Um, I love it. I love the, I love the passion that our fans have yeah. um, in terms of hockey. It's, I, I really love it. I don't have any complaints. I never actually asked you, or maybe I did, but I forgot is like, where were you when you found out that you were traded from Pittsburgh and, and what was your reaction? Uh, I was sleeping. It was like, it was like dinner time on a Tuesday or something. I don't know. I was playing in junior and I was sleeping and I woke up to a missed call and, and a voicemail or text, whatever from assistant GM in, in Pittsburgh. And, and I was just, I was in shock. I mean, uh -huh. I'm 19 years old. I never expect to get traded in the NHL and I mean, kind of a big trade. Like yeah. I, I was just shocked kind of. And, and then I, a couple of minutes later, I got a call from Billy and <laughs> It was right after he obviously came to Minnesota from Pittsburgh and I answered the phone and he goes, Oh, you miss me yet? And <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, it, it, just a crazy story. I mean, you're 19 playing yeah. junior. You don't yeah. think, you don't think you're going to get traded. You don't, I mean, there's a lot of things you don't think in hockey that happen and, uh -huh. um, just going with the flow. Yeah. I remember my cousin played, uh, uh, he, he wound up playing at St. Cloud State, but he, when he was in junior hockey in Waterloo over Christmas time, he got traded from like Waterloo to Sioux Falls or Sioux City. And he's like, he, he like, he didn't even know you could get traded in the, in the USHL. And so I could imagine that it is a junior player, you know, you know, you get can trade a junior team to junior team in Canada, but you know, are your rights really getting traded at that young age? Yeah, it was, it was weird. Yeah, it was really weird. And I had never been traded, um, that was, that's my only trade in my career. So just going with the flow. I think and there's nothing the you can do. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's right. Really good question from 10 year old Owen Olson. He says, I wear number two, uh, playing hockey. Why do you wear number two? I don't know. Um, when I first started playing in Lethbridge, they, I think they just gave me number two. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know how it came about and I just rolled with it and, um, I really liked it. I think it kind of suited me and um I don't know and then I got to Iowa and I chose it there and here yeah. I'm like, well, why not? I mean, don't change a good thing. So yeah. you might as well just keep yeah. it and, and I like it. Yeah. So there's no reason. Yep. One what it's you just said Lethbridge, one memory that I definitely have is when you when the Wild acquired you 
I got a text from Barry Dubnik, Devin's dad, who lives in Willethbridge. And the first thing he said, he goes, you are going to love this guy. Like, he, you know, and, that, and, and he was talking more not even just as a player, but as a quote. Like, you know, he knows that, you know, all sports writers, they just root for the good quote. And so and <laughs> we, were, we were just talking, a bunch of us actually down by the, by the locker room. We were like, you know, like we were kind of going around, like, who's your most surprised, like, great quote of the season? And all of us picked you. So, which I don't know if that's a good thing for you, Kalen, because that means that we're going to be asking for you a lot after games. So. <laughs> I'll just take it. Yeah. I'll take it. So, no, no, you know, all publicity is good publicity. Yeah, I'll take it. Dogfather, one of the great Twitter names on Twitter. Uh, pre-game routine. What's your pre-game routine? Like, whole game day? Yeah. Um, I like to skate in the morning. I mean, unless we have back-to-back, I, I always skate. Get a sweat going. No real rituals with food, nothing crazy like that. Uh, I always have a long nap, like <laughs> anywhere from two to four hours. Wow. Um, I'm a big sleeper. And uh, nothing crazy, really. I yeah. mean, I, I try to kind of do the same stretching routine. I think there's just because I like how I feel when I do mm-hmm. it. I don't think I'm not a huge uh, ritual guy or superstitious right. in any That's way. Good. And, um, try to stay out of my own head in that way mm-hmm. and just kind of go free yeah. about it and and just kind of let it happen. Yeah. Well, that's what Dean just said right now, because obviously tomorrow you're going with 7D, and I said, any chance that we might see Kalen, you know, get the hybrid look again? He goes, no. He goes, he's playing too good. I'm not messing with his head right now. I'm putting him at forward. So uh, so you're playing D tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, in fact, right. that's what he said. He goes, no, Kalen Addison is a defenseman. Yeah, so, that, um, that was crazy, though, last year. Yeah. Yeah. That what was, was that like? Was it fun a little bit or no? Oh, it's totally fun. Yeah. I mean, and you're playing in the NHL. It's it's a dream come true. No matter how you're playing, where you're playing, how much you're playing, doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's the best job in the world. And um, I didn't know what to do or where to go, but I just had a great time with it yeah. and and just rolled with it. it but great. you, but like, it's funny because like it's, it's funny to bring out my cousin. Again. I remember when he was at Minnetonka High School. I like, went to one game. He had a hat trick. I'm like, this is amazing. I, I had a blast watching him. And then after the game, I went up to him. I'm like, how did how how it feel? Like get a hat trick? He goes, it was awesome, but I can't wait to get back on D. Like there are some people <laughs> yeah. that are just defensemen, right? And and I'm sure you that's how you feel. For me, it's. Uh, when you're a D-man, you see everything in front of you all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, besides going back for, for pucks and breaking out pucks, obviously that's the hard part with guys coming full steam. And uh, yeah. But I think at forward, you know, there's always guys on, on your hip and on your back, and you always got to be looking around. And um, I, I just like, I like being on D, having control, knowing yeah. where I am, knowing that everyone's in front of me and – and then I can use my instincts and jump into the rush when I need to. Right. Makes sense. Um, Noah wants to know, what's the difference between the obvious uh, uh, quarterbacking a power play in Iowa versus the NHL? Um, you know, besides just obviously the talent that you mentioned, the four guys that you're playing with, you, yeah. it's got to be a pinch, pinch yourself type thing. But um, but how, how different is it in Iowa compared to here? Yeah, look, it's – the American League is a great league. It's, mm-hmm. it's the second best league in the world. That's that's what it is, and and there's a reason that it feeds so many guys to the NHL. And um, but I mean, obviously, that the talent is different, and I think smart players play even better with smarter players. Mm-hmm. And I think you know you get good, smart, talented players around you. It makes you better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I th- I just think. The puck movement, the 
zone entries, the the shooting is everything is just more crisp. Everything is faster. And I, I just think it's it's easier in a way because guys are in the right spots all the time and, and the passes are so crisp and, and everything like You're that. Right. Uh, this is a great question. Daniel T wants to know every good stash deserves a name. What's yours? Yeah. I don't have a name. <laughs> it's barely a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't want to change it for ta- shave it off for Movember, right? It's, uh, no, because no. Takes me takes me months to just get a couple hairs in my face. I gotta I gotta take pride in what yeah. I got. Look at Spurge; it's taken him like ten years, 10, 15 years. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, here's a really good question from Hideki. He wants to know if you had to go back four or five years and give advice to an eighteen year old Kalen Addison coming out of junior about how to succeed at the NHL or as a pro player. What would your advice be? That's a good question. Um, yeah, that's one I never thought of. I, I bet highs and lows are a big thing, right? I mean, I'm sure it's hard the last couple of years to stay out of your own head and think about, like, where where's my standing in the organization? Why do they keep on bringing me up and down? How do you play me in the playoffs last year but not many games? You know, like, there's that's probably hard too, right? That's probably the that's probably the number one thing would be just stick with it. Like, yeah. you could have your best game of your life and and – I don't know, get sent down. You could have your, one of your worst games and you're somehow in the lineup or moved (laughs) up or, um, I don't know. There's, there's so many ups and downs that it's not even, it's not worth your time and energy to think about it. And I think the other thing would be how important defense is in the NHL and just knowing where to be, where to, you know, when to be on the right side of guys and, and just how to read off guys and defend. And because defending is hard. I yeah. mean, players are it's the best league in the world for a reason and, and guys are ridiculously skilled. And, and I think for a smaller guy like me, you just have to, it's just all situational. And the more experience you have, you start to figure things out just by kind of seeing mm-hmm. where guys are. And then, you know, for next time. And it, there's just, there's so many ups and downs in hockey. I think it's just, just keep going and just going and going. I, I mean, it's always sort of, I, I almost feel like sometimes it's cliche as us as writers, whenever, not, uh, you know, a smaller guy comes up that's on the blue line and like, well, how's it going to be like to watch Jared Spurgeon play? But, you know, in all honesty, like, do, do you look at it, somebody like sometimes at Spurgeon and say, all right, like, how's he doing this? Like, you know, like last night, he, he was unbelievable. He is such a good, such a good player. Um, and I think it really takes like sitting down and watching him day after day mm-hmm. and really nitpicking his game like every night he's so solid all the time his consistency is is over the top and i mean it's it's crazy like he's such a small guy and he defends so well he's so smart stick is so good it, like he's really a guy you can you can learn from. Yeah. Like really, really learn from. He made Brendan Gallagher almost lose his mind last night. So yeah, he's he, he's a solid, solid player both ends of the ring. Yeah. Um, here's a really good question too. What is the best hidden perk of being in the NHL? This is from also Hideki. It's we get treated so well. I mean, it's it's something you you know you don't even you can't even imagine. Um, you know, you dream of being in the NHL, you, you dream of the life and you just, you can't take it for granted ever. Um, and for me, I think it's just, 
it's the hotels and and the flying and yeah. and the meals we get every day and um, just the way we get treated overall. It's it's not really hidden, but I think it's it kind of is until you really experience it, yeah. it like day in and day out. It's it's amazing. Well, there's so much things that we don't see, and even as beat, like I always tell people as beat writers, you think you know 100, percent you know like five. And even it's, it's the stuff that like you know like those bonding trips you go down and you're staying at the hotel and you're golfing and all the fun you have with the teammates, that's stuff that we'll never get to see. And it's got to be what makes this such an enjoyable, uh, you know, careers are short. And it's got to be just a, you know, again, pinch yourself type thing. Yeah, and that's exactly it. I mean, you know, you can, like I said, talk about the the hotels and the food and the planes and all that stuff. But, uh, like, the biggest thing really is is the friendships. Um, you You come to the rink with your best buddies every day, whether it's, you know, a legend in Marc-Andre Fleury or a guy 19 years old or, or whatever, like everyone's best buddies. And, yeah. and that's, I think that's what makes hockey great. Yeah. Um, you saw a lot of Mason Sean, the, the shit that he had to deal with down in Iowa. I mean, to see him, uh, two goals in two games, you know, you've played in front of your parents. You got to be there with his dad watching him score last night. And you see the reactions of all you guys when he scores. I mean, it seems like there's. It's not only just special that he's that he you know he scores, but but what he's gone through. It seems like all you guys always remember that. Yeah, he he earns everything he gets. Um, that's probably the best way to put it about Shazi, and um, he's obviously one of my best buddies. And um, to see a moment like that. Um, in Chicago and, and last night and him having his dad around like stuff like that that's that's super cool and everyone eats that up and especially when a guy earns it like that all the tough times he's been through all the you know just that guy never stops he never stops battling he's he's a great teammate he will do anything for anybody and um, those are the guys you want on your team obviously mm-hmm. and I the best way to put it is I'm not surprised at how good he's doing. Um, yeah. He's he's earned it and he is a very good hockey player. I'm not surprised at all. Um by the way, next week or no, it's sorry, you're, this trip goes to Seattle, San Jose. I was gonna say that's gonna be your first time that you play Carlson whenever you play San Jose next. Or yes, maybe, it will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll be well, you do, yeah. are you a, a stick trader or anything <laughs> like that or try to get something from him? No, I've been I've been thinking about that. Yeah. Kinda trying to maybe figure stuff like that out, you know, playing playing some of the cooler guys that I've, you know, watched since day one of my life. And, um, I'm, I'm not into that, but I've been thinking about for figuring him. something out. Yeah. I'm not sure, uh, yeah. for which guys or when I want to start, but, um, it's, it's just so cool playing guys like that, playing yeah. with legends. And it's just something you never, you could have never dreamt about. Yeah, I bet. Um, by the way, uh, Heater wants to know, is Houston's your favorite beer in Brandon? Is that Houston's a beer? It's a bar. Oh, okay. It's a bar. Is that yeah, your favorite bar? bar? Uh, no, I don't I don't really go to the bar <laughs> in Brandon. There's like two bars and um, yeah. no, no bars is yeah. okay for me there. Yeah. Last question. <laughs> this is a funny one. Uh, DS, I think it's DS. It wants to know where Taves got you the other day. Um. Like right, right above where it matters. Yeah, um, I thought that must have been that. First, I'm like, oh boy, I thought you like he broke something. Kind of like, in, the, in the in the crotch, like, pelvis, yeah. groin area yeah. where it's soft and 
got me in good spot. That's yeah. for sure. Manitoba guy just saying hi to another Manitoba person. Yeah, I guess. I guess if that's the way, <laughs> that's the way you want to put it. Yeah, that was your real welcome to the NHL yeah, when John right. and Taves uh, spears you in the groin. <laughs> Um, all right, here's the last question. Do you have a Halloween costume picked out? I assume you guys' party is coming up here in the next couple of days. Yeah, I do. Can you say what it is going to be? Yeah. Um, I'm going to do Pablo Escobar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> might have to dye my mustache a little darker. and um, Yeah, I don't know. I kind of just kind of a last That's minute awesome. thing, but I think it kind of suits me. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kalen, keep up the good work. I, as I mentioned, I mean, it's been just fun watching you. I know wild fans are just, uh, you know, tickled just how well you're playing and getting to see you play because they've been waiting for you. You know, it feels like a long time yet. You're only 22. I'm, I'm sure sometimes for you, even as a pro player, you're like, when am I going to get here? But here you are here and you're, uh, I don't think you're going anywhere, Kalen. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, it does. It does feel longer obviously than, I guess, yeah, you're right. I am only 22, but, you know, when you want to make it and you're a competitor yeah. and, and a professional athlete, um, everyone wants to be at the top right away. And, you know, whether you are or you aren't, and I think it's it's played out well for me, and I'm, you know, I'm glad for every up, up and down I've had, and um, I'm just grateful for it all, and I'm grateful to be here uh, in this moment. That's awesome, and uh I hate to tell you, Kalen, uh, fans are going to be reading probably a lot of your quotes uh, coming up because, as I said, as you could hear during this podcast, you are as uh, well-spoken an athlete as we've covered here. So really appreciate it, Kalen. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. me. Thanks. That is Kalen Addison, and here's a word from one of our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, my thanks to Kaylin Addison for joining today's podcast. Uh, man, Kaylin is just a well-spoken, uh, eloquent kid, as you could all tell. And uh, I wasn't kidding with him. Uh, get used to seeing a lot of Kaylin Addison quotes. He's just so well-spoken after games, even just breaking down games, plays, things like that. It, just a really, really, really good kid. Lots of podcasts throughout our athletic uh, platform. Steve Wino, uh, who just came out with a book on e-bugs, joined the Athletic Hockey Show with Jesse Granger, Rob Pizzo, and myself on uh, Wednesday, so definitely take a look at that. Don Granado, the coach of the very surprising uh, good surprising Buffalo Sabres joined Craig Custance and Sean Gentili in the Athletic show, Hockey Show and Hillary Knight stops by the Friday edition of the Athletic Hockey Show with Haley Salvian and Sean Gentili so definitely check that out follow us on your favorite podcast platform and leave a rating and review and right now get an annual subscription to The Athletic for just a dollar a month for six months when you visit theathletic.com slash straight from the source straight from the source will return and don't forget to listen to me on the athletic hockey show roundtable along with rob pizzo and jesse granger every single wednesday here at the athletic talk to you soon everybody 